From Schwartz Media, I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. As the pandemic worsens in Victoria, Scott Morrison has been careful to distance himself from bad news. He chooses when to be the face of the response and when to leave it to the state premiers. Today, contributing editor to the monthly magazine, Paddy Manning, on national cabinet and shifting responsibilities. Paddy, for you, what is the enduring image of the last week? It's probably Scott Morrison back at the football. It is a good one to get us underway right here on Bundy Ram Super Saturday. Dylan Edwards supplies... You know, his decision to go to the footy after announcing the first shutdown defined the first wave of the pandemic. Now, with the second wave of COVID-19 infections taking hold, Scott Morrison's performance in the top job is being questioned again in a harsher way. But still, the Prime Minister went out of his way to be seen watching Cronulla last Saturday as it happened, surrounded by his assorted sort of fans and hangers-on there at um, his beloved Shark Park. So at a time when community transmission's ramping up, um, this was a bad look, and there was a predictable and immediate censure on social media. And Scott Morrison's beery sort of scarf twirling contrasted sharply with images of Victorian Premier Dan Andrews locked down in his study at home, hard at work. Four tries here on debut as the Panthers beat the Sharks 56 points to 24. What is Scott Morrison intending to convey here? Is he, you know, trying to show defiance or or confidence? I think it is. It's a bit of the Scotty from marketing uh, that we're seeing again. I think there is an an element where he's trying to, you know, inspire confidence and allow things to, you know, get back to normal a little bit. Uh, On the other hand, I think he is also trying to play to his base, which is, you know, the football-loving tradies out there in suburbia. And he doesn't care. In fact, he might even, you know, think there's a bit of advantage um, if there's a bit of uproar on Twitter because there aren't that many tradies on Twitter. So, you know, he was happy for those images to get out there and for him to be seen with a beer in his hand and um, drinking from it as well. So, Yeah, I think he's playing up the old um, daggy dad and he's also trying to give Australians a bit of confidence that things will get back to normal. Mm -hmm. And so after that game, how was the rest of Scott Morrison's week? Well, that game marked the beginning of a week of lighter duties for the PM who asked, you know, the media for some understanding as he took a working break with the family. As you know, it's school holidays and Jenny and the girls are going to be uh, taking some time next week um, on the outskirts of Sydney. Um, but- Where he planned to, what he said was, quote, wet a line or whatever the girls want to do. Um, but at the same time, can I assure you that uh, we will remain absolutely focused on the things we need to focus on over the next week. Uh, we're in the final stages of preparing... So he was showing, I think, that he, he remains very sensitive to any accusation that, you know, he was absconding during a crisis which is what happened when he took the family off to Hawaii last summer, even though, you know, smoke and megafires were ravaging large parts of the country. 
Morrison was careful this time to point out that he would still be on deck. I will not be um, joining them for that full time. I also won't be um, uh, standing aside uh, from the, the tasks I have each day. Um, we have the capacity now with technology um, where I can be with them where they are and at the same time continue to take the briefings and the calls and the meetings that I need to do in, in the middle of... He basically said he'd be on holidays, but he'd still be working. Uh, just because I'm not standing in front of a camera doesn't mean I'm not behind my desk or doing what I need to do on a daily basis. So I'd uh, ask for people's understanding on that. And now, nobody would begrudge the PM a bit of quiet time off with his family after the incredible stresses of the last six months. And even if his appearance at a rugby league match was not a good look, um, the opposition wasn't trying to make mileage out of it either. Labor leader Anthony Albanese, it turns out, had gone to see his um, beloved bunnies beat the Tigers at Parramatta's Bankwest Stadium the previous evening. I have to ask you this question to start with. You're a massive South Sydney fan. Did you go to the footy last weekend? I am, mate, and uh, I did go to the footy. He told Brisbane Radio it should be OK for political leaders to go out and enjoy a bit of sport. I, uh, of course, uh, obeyed all of the, uh, the health <laughs> restrictions which are there. And uh, you're allowed to go to the footy, and uh, I certainly haven't been critical of Scott Morrison for going to the footy. No, I expected you'd be there. I've seen you at South Sydney games. The bigger issue for Morrison, though, is that he's in danger of becoming like the Prime Minister of New South Wales. That's becoming really clear in how he talks about the pandemic and what he takes responsibility for and what he doesn't. We'll be back in a moment. Need a reminder of what political leadership looks like? Australia's master of political satire, Jonathan Biggins, is back embodying the iconic Paul Keating, visionary, reformer and rabble-rouser. Due to overwhelming demand, one-man comedy The Gospel According to Paul is returning to the Opera House, on from the 4th to 23rd of June for its final term ever. Secure your tickets now at sydneyoperahouse.com for an unforgettable evening. With award-winning news coverage and reviews, the Saturday paper is essential reading for everybody. For a limited time, subscribe to a year of our quality, independent journalism, and you'll receive the Saturday paper's stainless steel coffee cup, made in collaboration with Fresco, for free. Subscribe from just $2.10 a week. Simply visit thesaturdaypaper.com.au forward slash offer. The Saturday paper. No hot takes. Patty, we're talking about Scott Morrison's week and his response to what I guess is now the second wave of this pandemic. You say he's at risk of becoming the Prime Minister of New South Wales. What do you mean by that? I think Morrison has been very careful to put some distance between himself and the second wave of the pandemic, which at this stage is really breaking out in Victoria more than in other states. And at a recent press conference, he thanked Victorians for your patience and their patience. But it will require your continued patience and your continued discipline, uh, which you are showing uh, within the, in the research that we saw today. From you know, ordinarily, a Prime Minister might talk about us and we and the nation as a whole. But Morrison sort of chooses when he will do that and when he won't. Again, to everybody down in Victoria, the whole country is with you. All of the country is with you. The resources of the nation are there to support you at this very, very difficult time. At the moment, what Scott Morrison would like is for everybody to focus on Dan Andrews, uh, who's 
blundered badly with lax management of hotel quarantine for returning travellers. It's better that than take responsibility himself. And is that working? Has Scott Morrison sort of stepped back from ultimate responsibility here? To a degree, I think he has. Um, The sort of fast and loose national cabinet that he's um, innovated has proved a boon for Morrison. He's been able to use the new structure to sort of corral the premiers and, when it suits him, play them off against each other or the Commonwealth itself. So when it's a good news story, the country's first ministers are all in it together. But when there's a bad news story, Morrison flicks the hard questions off to the states. It's a quite a clever trick. Mm. And are those responsibilities clearly drawn or not? No, not really, because the National Cabinet has replaced, you know, the Council of Australian Governments, which had agreed kind of processes and has existed for decades. Uh, And in its place, we have this kind of opaque meeting of the Cabinet, which may or may not be subject to Cabinet confidentiality, depending on who's in the room. And that changes from meeting to meeting. And Christina Keneally, um, the Shadow Home Affairs Minister in the COVID-19 Select Committee, has really kind of drilled into this issue asking, what are the rules around this new National Cabinet? Is Is it the case that every meeting that the Prime Minister goes to now is a Cabinet meeting? And it's not clear whether, for example, the State Premiers are bound by the confidentiality of Cabinet. It's not clear whether the National Cabinet has actually authority to order state premiers to do anything. It's all very kind of loose. And I think that suits Morrison. I think he likes it that way. Mm. And this shifting of responsibilities, which you're saying is a tactic of, of Scott Morrison's, is it helping him with his popularity? Do we have new poll figures to look at to, to gauge that? Yes, we do, actually. And this week's essential poll showed the first signs that Morrison's popularity, which has shot up in the wake of the first wave of COVID-19, might have passed its peak. Um, Asked if they approved of the job Scott Morrison was doing as PM, there was a two percentage point drop in July to 63%. And his rating as preferred PM over Labor's Anthony Albanese also fell by three points to 50%. Those are still good numbers, but more concerning for the coalition was that voters registered like a sharp drop in their assessment of the government's response to COVID-19, which fell by seven points to 64%, still strong but trending down. And similar drops were recorded in both Victoria and New South Wales, which indicates the sentiment is not partisan. Um, Pollster Peter Lewis wrote that the national mood was, quote, showing signs of darkening. Right. And those darkening signs, are they showing up anywhere else? Well, I think they're showing up everywhere else and particularly in the economy. I think it's fair to say the federal government's all-in-it-together message is fraying. This week, um, Treasurer Josh Frydenberg described Australia as one country in two stages. Well, as a country, we're one country now and two stages. We've got Victoria, which has been closing down, and we've got the other states like New South Wales and Queensland that are opening up. What we don't want to see... 
He was softening us all up for next week's difficult and important economic statement. Uh, but these are challenging times for the nation. We're not out of the woods yet. Uh, we're in a once-in-a-century pandemic. The government has responded accordingly with massive health and economic packages. And obviously in Victoria, it's particularly tough for people right now. Even if we Yesterday's dismal job figures confirmed that the COVID recession is going to be deep and drawn out. And the government's first official economic forecast for 2021, um, next week, will no doubt round out that gloomy picture. There's now little doubt that the Treasurer will extend the popular JobKeeper program. So with payments tiered rather than struck at a flat rate of 1500 bucks a fortnight and eligibility um, constantly re-evaluated. The coronavirus supplement for people on JobSeeker is going to be wound back, um, people expect, but not to the old level of Newstart at $40 a day, which was below the poverty line. This is a real setback uh, to the nation's economic recovery. There's no secret in that. Uh, Victoria has around a quarter of the Australian economy, and I said to the Parliament uh, back in May that were Victoria to go down to a, a full lockdown, it could cost up to a billion dollars a week, and, and that still remains... So the Treasurer will have no good news next Thursday when he gives his update. It's hard to see, in fact, until there's a vaccine, or if there's a vaccine, where the next good news for the government will come from. So given that, was it a good move for Scott Morrison to go to the football? Well, not really. It might have played well at a certain, you know, level. I'm sure he had a good time, although for the Sharks, not so much. Certainly didn't help them, you know, because they got smashed. And um, it really kind of underscored, especially for people down in Victoria who were in the middle of a severe lockdown, that, yeah, maybe Scott Morrison really is just Prime Minister for New South Wales. Paddy, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Ruby. Paddy Manning is filling in for Paul Bongiorno this week. His column will be in the Saturday paper tomorrow. Paul Bongiorno will be back next week. Also in the news, Victoria recorded 317 new coronavirus cases yesterday, Australia's biggest daily increase so far. Two men in their 80s have died from COVID-19, which brings the state's death toll to 29 and Australia's to 113. When announcing the figures, Premier Daniel Andrews said it was way too early for the state to be moving to a new stage of restrictions. The Premier said despite the increase, there was a relative stability in the rate of new infections being recorded. 7am is a daily show from The Monthly and The Saturday Paper. It's produced by Ruby Schwartz, Atticus Basto and Michelle Macklem. Elle Marsh is our features and field producer in a position that's supported by the Judith Nielsen Institute for Journalism and Ideas. Ryan Compo mixes the show. Our editor is Osman Faruqi. Eric Jensen is our editor-in-chief. Our theme music is by Ned Beckley and Josh Hogan of Envelope Audio. New episodes of 7am are released every weekday morning. You can subscribe in your favourite podcast app to make sure that you don't miss out. I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. See you Monday. Sydney Dance Company explodes on stage with Momenta. 
This world premiere by acclaimed choreographer Raphael Bonicella is unmissable contemporary dance. Strictly limited season from the 28th of May to the 8th of June. Book now at sydneydancecompany.com. Was it a good move for Scott Morrison to go to the football? For him, probably, yes. Because he had a good time? Or... <laughs> you know, oh, I know, yeah. Oh, sorry, got nothing. Oh, can you stop a little bit earlier? At least we got a little bit of a laugh in. <laughs> no, 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 that's great. Um, uh, cool. 